What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Bucket Hats and Toe Taps. This is Jimmy. I'm going to be going over the Week 2 results from the Flag League. I'm going to be going over Week 3 matchups. And we're going to talk about some bullshit. Alright, so let's get started um, with the North Division. The North Division, uh, last time we played the week before Memorial Day, we had Plan B against Debo. Plan B debuting one of their new players, Justin Ferrara, ended up winning 45-23. to uh, Justin's a very solid addition to Plan B. I think that Justin's going to be extremely relevant on offense and defense throughout the rest of the gold season. So look to see how Plan B performs for the rest of the year. Um, it's more like Plan D at this point. Plan B was the first team. Plan C was Spo, and now Plan D is Justin and Spo. So we'll see how that ends up going. Um, we also had the Mambas versus Ohio State. Mambas ended up winning 26-21. to uh, next matchup, you had the Tigers versus Pray for Rain. Tigers ended up winning that one, 43 to 28, and then the Ducks ended up winning over Get Money Gang, 30 to 20. That was a great game. I actually got to watch that game. Those are two of the teams that I've been following in the Gold Division outside of Plan B because I like the Ducks. They're a really cool team, uh, really sociable guys. And Get Money Gang has a couple guys from the team highlight that I really fucked with last year. So I really like these two teams. Um, it was a really good showing between the two teams, so look to see, I think, Plan B, possibly the Tigers, maybe, um, and Ohio State to possibly be on top of this division. Get Money Gang's 0-2. I do love them, but I don't know how they're going to keep performing throughout the year, so we'll keep up with that. We'll see how they're doing. Uh, moving on to the South, you had the Monstars versus Dr. D. Monstars came out on top of that one, 24-19. Uh, no surprise there, Dr. D is an older team that's been playing forever together, but Monstars are a team that's also been playing together forever. I believe they got their starting quarterback as of either this week or last week, I'm not sure. But look to see the Monstars on top of this division. I think the Monstars are a very, very well-put-together team. And on top of that, the Monstars have... Um, just a, a team that practices a lot. It's not that they're much better than everybody else, but they do have a really well put together team. So, um, we had the Mambas versus Ohio State. I think I talked about that. I think Mambas got moved down to Silver after they ended up playing. Was it Mambas or Ohio State ended up getting moved down? No, I think it was Mambas ended up getting moved down. So Mambas, even after winning their matchup, ended up getting moved down to. I since this is Silver, I'm guessing Bronze now. So. Oh, no, no, no. Mambas are in silver. They played Ohio State, which were in gold. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. Sorry. I get confused sometimes with the way this fucking website's set up. Uh, you had Drunken Disorderly played Gangrene. Drunken Disorderly came out on top 27-18. to 18. Um, Gangrene, they're going to be suffering throughout the year. They're missing a lot of their key components. They're not a bad team, but they're not as good without a lot of their guys that are hurt currently. So I don't think Gangrene is going to be performing as well as they normally do, but there's a possibility that they might get guys back towards the end of the season, and that might completely change the way this season ends up playing. But again, I don't know if any of those guys will even be close to getting back before, you know, the end of the season. Um, and then you had Get Back Gang versus Dallas Watkins. Um, get Back Gang is a team that confuses the fuck out of me because there's Get Back Gang and then there's... Uh, get Money Gang. So Get Back Gang is the Neon team. They played Dallas Watkins, came out on top 41-33. to They have a really well-put-together team. Monsters have a really well-put-together team. And 
I don't know anything about the Dons, so I'm going to have to watch a couple of those games to figure out what these teams are about. But right now, it seems like, in my opinion, Monstars, Mambas, and possibly Get Back Gang are the top three teams as of right now. There's a possibility the Dons are in that running, but I honestly don't know much about the Dons as of right now. So we'll touch back on that when I get more info on a lot of the teams. Again, I... I'm all over the place. I try to watch as many games as I can, but again, I, I can't promise that I'm going to end up watching all the games and keeping up with all the teams. <clears throat> uh, moving on to the bronze division, you have the... No, this is not the bronze division. This is the bronze division. Moving on to the bronze division, you have the Gabagools versus the... Oh. I don't know if this is supposed to be spelled this way as like a pun... Or if Gary can't spell. Because I'm not sure if this is supposed to be Olympians or the Olympicans. Either way, they lost. They lost 35-34. to That was clearly a very close game. Um, no doubt in my mind that the Gobbleghouls are a good team. But, again, I don't know much about this division as of right now. i got to ke- catch up on the division and everything that's going on. Um, you also had TCU versus the Saints. That was a really, really well put together game. Uh, Saints ended up losing 24 to 28. TCU ended up winning both their games. Very well put together team, I believe. They ended up, they were in the West and they ended up getting moved up to the East. So they won both their games, but both the games that they won were against uh, West Division teams or the Copper teams. Uh, they also played my team, Show Us Your TDs. We ended up losing. Um, it was a really off day. Our quarterback was playing well, just dropping balls either just short or just there and then when we were able to catch the balls we were dropping open passes i was dead i was dead by like 10 30 guys i played my first game then worked the snack stand ended up getting dehydrated then then played my game dehydrated and then played a third game after that to sub for another team while dehydrated i ended up in the hospital for two days <laughs> so um that's where i ended up because um dehydration's a bitch and i didn't realize that i drank nothing that entire day so i was on autopilot i was playing my games without a fucking brain i was all over the place so i'm not gonna attest that for why we lost but i'm also not gonna take away from the fact that my team does perform well when i'm there and i was not there i wasn't there i, I was i was checked out in the by the first snap of the game i was checked out um, moving on, you have Evolve ended up taking out White Lightning, 32 to nothing. White Lightning was supposed to be a really good team. Uh, I don't know if they ended up getting moved down. We'll check that when we get to the standings and everything. But they, uh, Evolve ended up winning 32 nothing. Evolve's a really well put together team. If they end up meshing well, they have guys that play a whole bunch of different, uh, kinds of football and everything. So I believe they will be a dominant force throughout this season. Um, and again, touching on the last game, we have get back gang 41 to 33 against Dallas Watkins. They were in this division, ended up getting moved up. They're now a silver team. So again, get back gang. We'll see what they end up doing when it comes to actually playing higher division teams. Uh, moving on to the West, you had Pylon Pythons versus Saints. Pylon Pythons ended up winning 33 to six. No surprise there. Pylon Pythons are a really well put together team and added even better guys. So no surprise to me that they ended up winning. We talked about TCU versus the Saints. Saints ended up losing, but they're still in this division. TCU ended up moving up. Grape Apes ended up winning 40-13 to 13 over the substitute Grape Apes. Or Grizzlies ended up winning over the substitute Grape Apes. I'm not going to call them the Grape Apes because there were about three guys from the actual Grape Apes, three subs, and Chelsea played quarterback. We tried 
I ended up leaving halfway through the game because I ended up having to go home because I need to go to the hospital. So I don't know. I mean, I know the Grizzlies team. I'm not going to say they're a bad team, but I don't think they are as good as their record and point differential are showing because they've played a team that was like half put together and then they played the Mud Dogs, which was like 27-21. So, I mean, the point differential isn't crazy. But again, I think that the extra 27 points that they got from that game in the point differential makes them out to be a little bit better of a team than they are. Again, I'm not putting them down. I like them. I like them as a team. One of my teammates is on the Grizzlies for in a different division and everything. So, I mean, I, I, I don't not like the Grizzlies. I think they're a good team, but we'll see how they perform throughout the year. Uh, mean Machine ended up winning 41-14 to over Mud Dogs. Mean Machine is a silver team that has finally fallen all the way to the west they're in copper now not a bad team not a great team but i it's great to see them actually performing and not losing over and over again like they were the previous seasons so uh we touched on show us your tds losing and i just want to remind everybody show us your tds started last year i think oh and four and ended up winning the championship so don't count them out just saying then you had Renegades versus Florida Lee. Renegades ended up winning 26-6. I'm not going to weigh too much into that game because Florida Lee were missing a couple guys. I know that because we played Florida Lee the week before, and they had at least two or three subs on the sidelines. They had nobody this week. They were playing, I believe, with just the six guys that they had. So not to say that the win wasn't deserved, but I don't think the win was as merited as it would be with a full squad. And then you had the Phantoms versus TF rating. Phantoms ended up winning, finally having a great week. The offense was clicking. They were having a great time. Uh, good to see them finally, you know, clicking in a good division where they can they can mesh and everything. We'll see how um, they end up performing throughout the year because we do know their quarterback has a couple issues with, um, I wouldn't say the interceptions, but he has a hyper focus when it comes to throwing to certain people. So if they end up getting shut down, I don't know. It, it, it's complicated. But uh, the Phantoms are a good team, so we'll see how they end up performing. And then you had Going Deep versus Vicious and Delicious. They end up winning Going Deep 48-0 to over Vicious and Delicious. Vicious, Vicious and Delicious being a new team, they are a bunch of cops who ended up um, joining a team. And, you know, it's I don't know where they're from. I know a couple of the cops from Aberdeen. So um, I don't know if it's all Aberdeen cops and all Madelon cops or if it's just all cops in general, but it's a cop team, and they got their asses beat. They, I don't even know if they got a first down, but um, I think they'll perform better next week. I think they have Joe playing quarterback for them. So we'll see how that ends up going. But um, we'll look into the matchups soon enough. And then moving on to the Central Division, again, you had the Great Papes losing to the Grizzlies. You had the Mud Dogs losing to the Mean Machine. And you had White Lightning losing to Evolve. All three of those teams have moved from the West to the Central, White Lightning, Mud Dogs, and Great Apes. So they are currently in the Central, along with TF Rating, and along with Vicious and Delicious, I believe, and Team AA, and the Rejects. Rejects are still here. Uh, Rejects ended up winning 37 to nothing over Team AA. All the other games were covered. Um, everybody else in the Central Division played a team that was above them in the standing or in the uh, rankings as of right now, like they're in a higher division. So... Again, not to say that was a huge factor, but I do think that weighed into a lot of the scores and everything. So I don't think that a lot of the um, standings right now are fair because outside of the gold division, a lot of the teams have either played teams that aren't in the division anymore or they played teams that were never supposed to be in their division. 
So I think that the true season starts now, now that uh, Gary has divisions locked. All the results, I think, are going to be a little bit more serious and attest to how the team is performing. But again, we'll see. This league's very, very, very competitive. So we'll see how everybody ends up doing throughout. Um, what we're going to do is we're just going to touch on the standings real quick. Uh, for the North, you have the Tigers in first, 2-0. and You have the Cobras, who haven't played their second game yet, in second technically at 1-0. and and then you have Ohio State, Plan B, Pray for Rain, and the HC Ducks, all in 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th, respectively, at 1-1. One and one. You have Debo at 0-1, and, and you have Get Money Gang at 0-2. Uh, moving on to the South, you have the Monstars, the Mambas, at 2-0. Uh, Drunken Disorderly at 1-0. Gangrene, Dallas Watkins, and the Dons, all in order, 4th, 5th, uh, and 6th, at 1-1. One and one. Outlaws, you have at 0-1, Dr. D at 0-2, and Goon Squad at 0-2. So this division, and I think the North Division, are the two where the standings might reflect the best. The North, or North Division is very close. I don't think there's any team that has more of a point differential of 30 outside the Tigers, either minus or plus. So I think these teams are extremely close throughout the divisions. And the same thing with the Silver outside of the Monstars. Um, everybody's within... 20 points of each other within point differential you have 19 positive and 15 negative so they're all very very close within each other all within 20 points of you know either negative 20 or positive 20 so outside of the monsters i think monsters are the front runners for this division as of right now and then you got the middle of the pack teams that are going to be fighting for their playoff spots um moving on to the east you have tcu at 2-0 i think that's a little uh skewed due to the fact that they played two teams that were under Neath them, they would play two teams in the lower divisions. So I'm not saying that they're a bad team. I'm just not saying they're as good as a team as their point differential shows. Um, Gabagools are at 2-0. and Get Back get back Gang at 2-0, and who also played two lower division teams. So again, a lot of this scoring is going to be skewed for now. We'll see come within, I think week five, we'll have a little bit better of an understanding of top teams and lower teams in the divisions. So we'll look towards uh, keeping an eye on that and making sure we keep you up to date with who we think are the power ranking favorites. But as of right now, uh, for the division, you also have the Spartans at 1-0, the Ducks at 1-0, Evolve at 1-1, the Olympic Hands at 0-1, and Team Beckfist at 0-1. I believe the front runners for this league are going to be Get Back Gang, Spartans, and TCU. If Evolve start mashing together, they could definitely take this division, so look out for them. Uh, moving on to the West, you have Going Deep at 2-0, Pylon Pythons at 2-0, and the Grizzlies at 2-0. Again, Grizzlies have played two lower division teams. Not saying that that's, you know, a big difference, but it's a difference in its own. So, again, we'll see how these standings pan out within the next couple of weeks, seeing as the teams are finally locked and everything. Uh, Floor de Lee, you have a 1-1 one one with Mean Machine and Renegades also at 1-1. One one. Saints are at 1-2. Phantoms at 1-1, one and, one. and then unfortunately, my beautiful team show us your TDs at 0-2 oh at the bottom right now. Don't count us out, though, boys. We're coming. We're coming for all of you. I'm telling you, mark my words. You're, you guys are, what I'm saying right now, you guys are going to be like, oh, you're not wrong. Wow. Not, show us your TDs came back and showed that, you know, they just had an off week. So look for show us your TDs to show the fuck up within the next couple of weeks, guys. Mark my words. Uh, Central Division. We're going to move on to the Central now. And the Central Division has the Rejects at 2-0. Big dogs! Uh, new dogs in the in the yard. Uh, Rejects is another team I play on. We're 2-0. Wolfpack at 0-1. Uh, 
uh, along with White Lightning, Rebels, Grape Apes, and Vicious and Delicious, all in that order at 0-1. And, and then you have Mud Dogs, Team AA, and TF Rating, all at 0-2. Um, TF Rating's a bad team. No offense. I don't know who they are. Um, but they lost by 81 points altogether. Like, they're, they're bad. Same is same with TA, Team AA. Team AA is a very athletic team. They do not play well with each other. They argue too much. They don't know who they want at quarterback. Um, Vicious and Delicious, I think, can pull their 48-point differential out of the ground when they actually start performing and if Joe plays quarterback for them. So, again, <coughs> North and South, you can take with a grain of rice because I believe that those divisions are possibly the standings currently are like what reflects the uh, power rankings of that division. Meanwhile, with the East, West, and the Central, or the Bronze, Copper, and Plastic, I believe that they are more of a grab bag as of right now. Any team, even the last place teams, can take first place by the end of the season. So that's going to be a, a big grab bag. I think Central, and I think, what was the other division? Hold on. Uh, Central and the West, I believe, are going to be huge grab bags as of right now. And then the East, I don't think will be a grab bag once they uh, once they get a couple more games under their belt. Um, I also wanted to talk about, since I'm on standings, we will go to the female standings because I don't know. Like, I know the teams, and I know enough about the games, but I always seem to miss the games because I'm either shooting the other games on the other fields or I'm playing in games. So I've missed a lot of the girls' games, but from my understanding, Mischief Manage, who is six and zero right now, if they're that gray team or turquoise or whatever the fuck, I'm colorblind as fuck. But if that if that's the team with Gronk Junior's sister, bro, I, I want to call her Gronk Junior, but I'm gonna call it Gronk Junior's sister, because this 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 girl is six foot two and huge, like she's like built like a brick house. And she is one of the best football players I've seen in the female division. Um, so if that's Mischief Managed, I think they take this entire thing. I don't think any team is going to beat Mischief Managed. But again, I don't want to count any teams out. Uh, show show me your TDs, not show us your TDs. Uh, we're at, they're at 3-1. and one. Bomb Squad's at 3-2. and two. Donnie's Angels at 1-5. and five. And at 0-5, oh you have Pittsburgh Feelers. So... The divisions, I mean, the division looks pretty set right there. It looks like the power rankings are pretty even. Mischief managed in first. Show me your TDs and Bomb Squad fighting for a second and third spot. And then Donnie's Angels and Pittsburgh Feelers more towards the bottom. Uh, Donnie's Angels definitely has an edge over Pittsburgh Feelers, though. They have almost doubled their point differential. So that's, um, you know, that that's interesting to say the least. But um, I also have photos from Sunday going up after this podcast. If you guys want to check out, they should be on the Facebook page and or the Instagram uh, page. Gary normally posts the link to the uh, Google Docs, and you can go check out the photos that I got. Again, I apologize. I missed the later games. I was dying from dehydration. I promise I'll get a lot more photos throughout the season and everything. I've just been, you know, having a really rough week. First week, I was busy. Second week, I was dying. So <clears throat> definitely a, um, a work in progress as of right now. I got to get my... Uh, my shit, you know, settled, but, um, yeah, so those are the standings, and now what we're gonna go into is we're going to go into the matchups for the up-and-coming week, which I'm really, really, really excited about a lot of these matchups, so you have the HC Ducks at Ohio State, um, that's at 11 a.m., that's for the North, uh, the Ducks are a great team, Ohio State team seems to be a team that keeps games very close, so seeing the Ducks play the team like Ohio State, that's gonna be fun to watch, uh, Tigers at Debo. I think Tigers take this one, no questions asked. 
And then you have Plan B at Pray for Rain. I think Plan B's new team is going to absolutely shit on everybody that they see. But again, we'll see. I think that Plan B takes this one. Um, moving on to the South or the Silver, you have Gangrene versus Dallas or at Dallas Watkins. I think Gangrene could possibly take this one after having a really down week last week. I think that they were trying to figure out how to play the game without their main players. And I think that Gangrene come for a clapback victory this week. You have Dr. D versus the Dons. Uh, nothing against Dr. D. I love them as a team, and I think they're a very good team. But I think the Dons might take this one. Um, I don't know much about the Dons, but from what I hear, they're a very well-put-together team. But Dr. D is going to be a hard challenge for them, seeing as they are a well-put-together team that's been together for years on years. Um, Outlaws at Mambas. That's going to be a great game because the Outlaws, like I said, are a team that's been playing together forever. They know each other. They play really well together. And the Mambas are a team that have been playing okay if not well so um <clears throat> it's gonna be good i think mambas possibly take that one but i think outlaws come with a vengeance after getting their asses kicked the first week so we'll see how that ends up going uh drunken disorderly at the monsters i think monsters take that one no question no no ask no nothing they're playing at 4 p.m that's something else i'm surprised they're playing at 4 p.m there's a couple teams playing at 4 p.m apparently so Got a couple late games because of the kids. The uh, the kids have playoffs and shit, so we don't get the field as early. So our earliest game, I think we have one ten a.m. Yeah, we have one ten a.m. game, and that's because they had to request it because they have work. And then all the other games start at 11 or later. So um, moving on from there, you have the East Division. You have Spartans versus the Gabagools. I think that's going to be a big statement match. If Spartans can take this one, they move themselves up back into the power rankings, making themselves a contender for the division. But as of right now, I don't know. Gabagools could take this one. But the Spartans with the new quarterback and the way their offense has been meshing together, I think they perform really well this week and take the dub. Uh, Ducks at TCU. I think TCU could squeeze one of these out. Um, I definitely think TCU can win this one, especially after going 2-0 and and showing that they play well together. But again, I don't know how they play well together on a higher division level. Like, I know a lot of the teams in the higher divisions are a lot better than some of the teams in the lower divisions, just based on whether it be athleticism or just the ability to play, like, flag football. Like, there's a lot of different rules and everything, so people who know the rules and everything a little bit better tend to, um, in my opinion, play a little bit better. So I think TCU might take that one. Again, if I had to say, I think it would be a pick em between the Ducks and TCU, but right now I'm going to pick TCU just based on how they performed last week. Uh, you had Evolve at Get Back Gang. Evolve, I think, take this one, even though Get Back Gang are 2-0. Uh, they're 2-0 and in lower divisions, so I think playing a team like this, it'll get very, very chatty, and I think Evolve come out on top. And then you have the Olympicans versus Team Beckfist. I think Team Beckfist is a good team. I think they can perform. They just need to figure out what the fuck they're doing. So, do I think they can beat the Olympicans? Yes. Do I think the Olympicans have the edge as of right now? Also, yes. Uh, moving on to the West or the Copper Division, you have Phantoms at Pylon Pythons at 10 a.m. That's the early game. Uh, Phantoms, I guess, have work and shit going on, so they got to play one of the early games. You have Going Deep and f at Florida Lee. I think that. Oh, sorry, I didn't pick a winner out of the top one. I think that the Phantoms are riding a high horse as of right now. If they can perform like they did last week, they'll win. But Pylon Pythons are a very well put together team, and the Phantoms can get very deflated when they go behind. So look to see how they perform early in the game, and I think that'll dictate the rest of the matchup. Uh, then you have Going Deep at the Floor de Lee. I think Floor de Lee possibly bounce back and take this one after the fact that they only had six guys. And 
I think they're a little bit pissed about that. But going deep, kind of dominated last week. So again, we'll see. I think Florida Lee takes this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the underdog, even though if I had to give it a spread, I think it would be minus six going deep. So I'm gonna pick Florida Lee with the plus, you know, pick them. But I think going deep is the favorite in this matchup. Uh, Mean Machine at Renegades. No offense to Mean Machine. I think the Renegades win this one. Uh, the Renegades are a very well put together team. Not that the Mean Machine haven't played together or anything. It's just the Renegades have a lot of work under their belt. They're not as athletic. But they have worked so hard to make up for... Not the unathleticism. It's just they're old. They're getting older. Like, they're older guys. Like, one of them is like 30-something. I know most of them are like probably in their 30s, late 20s. So, again... It's not that they're old, just playing a bunch of high school kids. They're clearly not equally as matched athleticism-wise. But again, I think that Renegades are the better team. So I'm taking Renegades. I'm also giving Renegades like a minus six-point spread if I had to. Um, then you have Grizzlies that show us your TDs. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm playing Jay. Uh, I, my team's playing Jay's team. That's all I got to say. I'm going to have a fun time with that one. Uh, and then you got the Me Machine at the Saints. Um, me Machine could take this one. I don't think the Saints are a bad team, but I think the Mean Machine are a little bit well put together. So I think Mean Machine take this one. They might go 1-1 one one on the day. If they squeeze out 2-0, I'll eat my shoe, and I'll talk shit about myself on the podcast next week, I promise. But I don't think they go 2-0. I think they split the day 1-1, one one, if not 0-2. But we'll see how that goes. Um, then you have the Central Division. You have Vicious and Delicious at the Wolfpack. Um, I think Wolfpack take this on this. Vicious and Delicious can come together and figure out what the fuck they're doing with their new quarterback. Again, no promises, but that quarterback might just put the team on his back, so we'll see how that goes. Then you have the Rejects at Grape Apes. Uh, that's going to be a blast. I'm not even going to comment on that game. I'm involved in it. I don't like commenting on games that I'm involved in, but I think we win. <coughs> but anyways, uh, then you have White Lightning at Mud Dogs. Those are two teams that did not do very well are playing each other. This week, I think that Mud Dogs come in on top after White Lightning were not able to score last week. And then you have Team AA versus TF Rating. I think Team AA take this one, finally. I think Team AA get their first win. TF Rating got their asses kicked twice in a row, so I do not see them performing as well as Team AA. Um, and then you have the women's. You got uh, Donnie's Angels at the Bomb Squad at 2. You got Mischief Managed at Pittsburgh Feelers at 3. And then Mischief Managed at Show Me Your TDs at 4. If any of you guys are still at the field, at 3 or 4 p.m., make sure you check out Mischief Manage, and you will see what I'm talking about, about Gronk's little sister. Bro, I'm telling you, you get this girl on your actual team, and she'll probably be better than half your team. But um, she's currently playing for the women's, so, you know, start recruiting from the women's division, maybe, guys. There's a lot of fast-ass girls, and there's a lot of shifty-ass motherfuckers in that division. So, I mean, not to say that we need to start co-ed divisions, but... If you guys start looking at the women's division, start talking to some of the players, maybe you can make a co-ed team. Maybe we could have a co-ed division, and that could be a lot more interesting. We tried doing that last year, but we didn't have enough co-ed teams. But now that we have a lot more females willing to play, you know, you might get a co-ed division out of it. But I'll be there Sunday. I will have snacks again. I will have drinks again. I'm going to attempt to bring as much variety as possible. I'll have Gatorades. I'll have Arizona Arnold Palmer. I think they're Arizona's, but Arnold Palmer's, the half and half lemonade iced teas. I'll have those. And then I will also have fruit cups. I will have what's known as, uh, what is this, liquid IV. 
It's an additive to add to your water so that you can stay hydrated throughout the day. It has vitamin C, whole bunch of different additives and everything just to make your water. It adds a little flavor to it. It's tangerine flavor and it makes sure that you stay um, hydrated throughout the day. So not that it's going to be a scorcher like last week where it's 95 degrees or something like that, but you know, it's important to stay hydrated. So if you guys want to pick that up or any of the snacks, I'll be there. <coughs> and um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting week. I think the games are going to be a lot of fun. I think the competition is going to be great after having a week off from Memorial Day. I hope you all enjoyed your time during your Memorial Day weekend. And yeah, is there anything? I'm just trying to think. Is there anything that I missed on that happened um, that I wanted to touch on in the podcast? I don't think anything happened throughout the day. I don't think there were any big fights. Um, I got into an argument with one of the refs because of a shit call, but you know, it is what it is. It happens. I mean, I, originally the first, the minute it happened, I was talking on the field. I was like, I'm going to motherfuck everybody that ref this game in the podcast. And then after talking to the refs, you know, throughout the day and like hearing their opinion on it and everything. And like, I talked to Joe, I call him Lankmaster, the really lanky ref. Um, I think his name's Joe. I hope his name's Joe, because if not, I've been calling him Joe, and his name's not Joe. But um, I was talking to him, and basically, for context, the play was we had a third down scenario. We asked if they used their blitz. The line judge on our side said, yes, the blitz is dead. We called hike. They blitzed. They ended up sacking our, or not sacking our quarterback, but blowing up our play because we play, we uh, ran a play that required you know a little bit more time in the pocket. And they kind of blew that play up due to the fact that, you know, they still had their blitz. And when we mentioned to the referee on the other side, hey, he blitzed uh, before or before four, he was like, yeah, he still had his blitz. And that's when we got into the argument with the ref because we made sure to check with the ref on the other side if he had the blitz. And one ref saying he had the blitz and one ref saying he didn't have the blitz. You can see the issue with that because, again, we wouldn't have run that play knowing we had less time in the pocket. But again... It is what it is. You move the fuck on. Um, I was, I'm going to be honest. I think it was just the fucking, the heat exhaustion getting to me. I I like really freaked out. Like I yelled at one of the refs. I was in a really shit mood and I think it was due to the dehydration. So I'm going to backtrack and apologize on that. I'll motherfuck refs when they're wrong. Like Kim wrong 90% of the time, but I will not motherfuck refs that make a questionable call in a questionable situation because that's not fair. I know what it's like while you're a ref. I've refed before. Again, I've I've thrown flags where they had to be picking up, picked up, and I've not thrown flags when I should have thrown flags. And seeing that indecisiveness in myself as a ref, I get where they're coming from. But again, I was just more pissed off and in the moment of the game, I was like really ticked off. I was really dehydrated. I was in a really shit mood. But um, yeah, I motherfucked that ref really bad. He's the uh, the older ref. He's really nice to me too. He loves me. And then I he ended up refing my next game, and he was like, "I gotta ref this guy's game twice in a row." He's like, "I'm gonna fucking kill myself." But um, yeah, he knows it's all in good fun. He knows I don't seriously mean it, especially to the refs that I respect and I think are good refs, which again are 99% of the refs outside of Kim. So um, like I said, I'm excited for this uh, this week Memorial Day. I'm going to get a lot of pictures in because a lot of the games are closely condensed from 11 to 3. So I'm playing at 12 and I'm playing at 3. So I'll miss any games going on at 3 o'clock. I'm sorry, Plan B. I'm sorry, Team Beckfist and Olympicans. I'm sorry, Pray for Rain. Uh, 
yeah, that's about it. That, that's, that's about it. Grizzlies, we play you at three, so sorry, I'm not going to be able to take pictures for a game I'm playing in. And, oh, Mischief Managed, sorry. Yeah. And then at 12 o'clock, I'll also be playing, so I want to apologize in advance to Ducks and TCU of all the Get Back Gang and Tigers and Debo. I can tell you guys. Oh, and show me your, oh, no, that's next week. That's the following week. So, yeah, there's going to be a couple teams without photos this week. And let me say, I apologize in advance. I can't get to all the teams at all times. I can't get, you know, the full game of every team because I'm trying to bounce back in between games and everything. So the photos that I do get, I really do appreciate you guys for being supportive, checking them out and everything. I really do appreciate everybody who listens to the podcast. Like I said, make sure you follow the Twitter page at Bucket Hat and Toe Tap, at Bucket Hat and Toe Tap, singular, Bucket Hat Toe Tap. It's supposed to be multiple, but, you know, bucket hats and toe taps. But I, I couldn't get the handle for that because fucking Twitter hates me. So, yeah. um, You guys have been great. I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate the support I've been getting. I really appreciate the new listeners. I know there's a whole bunch of guys who have been listening. I figured out there's a whole portion of the league that didn't even know the podcast existed. And this isn't, like, new guys. Like, I'm not talking about, like, guys who have just came from Staten Island, like, there were guys I'm friends with, like the Renegades, had no idea I had a podcast. No idea. Well, now they do. So, yeah. And then I might be doing interviews at the field. I know I talk about this a lot, but I've really been getting into talking to the teams a lot more and talking to the captains and everything after games and regarding games. And you guys always have something to say about the game, either the way you performed or about the way the game went with big plays or something that ended up blowing the game completely open. You guys have better insight than I do a lot of the time. So what I think I'm going to do is start getting interviews after the game with one or two players just to get a lowdown on what happened during the game so I have a little bit better of a breakdown. Um, I try to do that now, but it'd be cool to get the recordings and put it into a little uh, episode of the podcast where, you know, it's me touching base with a lot of the players and everything. So that's cool. Um... Like I said, look for the snack stand and everything. Make sure you guys are on your best behavior. I'm pretty sure one of the teams fist fought last week. Now that I think about it, hold on. Yeah, one of the teams fist fought last week. Somebody threw a punch, I think. I don't remember. One of the refs was talking about it. He was talking about it for ages. That guy fucking told the story like nine times. One of the refs walked over to me and he's like, he's told this story literally eight times, the same exact way, eight times. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. He was, he was really pissed off about it. He wasn't in a good mood. Um... It's actually funny I say he was pissed off about it because that ref that I argued with, I was talking to Joe about the play and everything, and he yelled across the field, and he's like, is he still going about this? And I was like, no, I'm not going about it. The ref called me over to talk about the play because he wanted to, you know, talk about how he wasn't at fault because I don't know if he actually gave a fuck or if he just thought I was going to roast him on the podcast, but he was like, yeah, no, that wasn't on me. That was on him over there. He threw his ass under the bus. And then he was like, are you throwing me under the bus? And he goes, no, no, no. He was throwing him under the bus. Joe 100% threw the other ref under the bus. He was like, that was his. Uh, he was like, right, if you guys had asked me, I would have told you. But again, I'm not mad about it. We move on. Um, You guys are great. If you guys have any requests for photos or if you guys need a team photo or anything done, uh, look for the bucket hat. I'll be around and everything. I have... I take cash for the snack stand. I take cash app also. So if you guys don't have cash on you and you still want a snack, don't be hesitant to come up. I have the cash app and everything posted and whatnot. Um, I appreciate everybody on the Phantoms and Plan B who gave me a hand along with Gianni Berlou. Uh, you guys helped me pack up my snack stand um, and get home safely after I was dying of dehydration. I can't even say they helped me pack up the snack stand. They threw everything in my car. 
They took everything from the snack stand and personally put it in my car for me because I couldn't move. I was throwing up. I was all over the place. So I want to give a big shout out. Thank you, Gianni. Thank you, Johnny. And thank you, Ant. Um, all from the Phantoms plan. Oh, and a lot of the guys from Plan B who are currently playing, they couldn't help me, you know, pack up my car, but they were the most of the reason why I went home. Uh, Billy Novak at one point in time looked at me and said, Jimmy, just go the fuck home. We'll put your shit in your car. Like, I was just dead. I was dying. So I really do appreciate you guys for looking out for me and everything since I don't look out for myself. I eat like shit and I don't hydrate. So, you know, I'm like a child who needs watching sometimes. And I really do appreciate that my friends were there to look out for me. So, uh, thank you guys. Tune in to next week. Um, like I said, we're going to have a little bit more of an interview section when it comes to some of these podcasts. So uh, look out for possible special guest appearances and possibly a special uh, guest appearance. I haven't talked to him about it, but I'm going to drop the ball. I want to get big on the podcast um, to talk about the league and everything. He was a part of the Spartans. He ended up leaving. He had to move down to Florida for school and everything. He's currently attending Full Sail University, so I think he'd be a great guest to have. He also has his own podcast at The Big Blitz. Go check that out. He talks about modern day, um, like actual NFL and football things going on. He's talked about um, Giants. He's talked about Jets. He's talked about, I'm um, pretty sure, Trevor Lawrence and a couple other things. So make sure you go and check out that podcast also because he might be a special guest as of next week, and I don't want you guys not knowing who he is. So make sure you check out the Big Blitz. Make sure you guys follow the stream, whether it be on Podbean, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Again, I appreciate you all for keeping up with this podcast, and I appreciate all of you who listened through. Um, if you actually made it to the 37-minute mark and you've heard everything that I say, I re- you, you are the ones that I really appreciate because there are some people who go into the podcast, they will listen to the first 10 to 15 minutes, figure out what's going on with their team and everything, and then they'll stop listening. And then there are people who, like Dante, will listen to the entire podcast, keep up to date and everything. They actually listen. So I love you guys. I really do. I enjoy talking about this league. I enjoy bullshitting with you guys, which is why I want to start another podcast about just modern day, everyday bullshit. So um, look for that. That's in the works. Like I said, I'm going to talk to Big about possibly doing a feature on the podcast as of one of the up-and-coming weeks, possibly next week, if not the following week. And then, yeah, it's going to be a fun time, guys. I think that this podcast is not going to take off. I'm not saying we're going to get famous through this podcast, but I think this podcast is a good addition to the league, keeps people up to date, gives people a little bit of something to listen to on their way home from work and everything, because I know a lot of you got that long drive home from work, and I know you guys don't want to listen to some bullshit music that you've heard 87 times on the radio. So you guys come and listen to me, and I appreciate that. So enough of this. I've given you guys enough love. I appreciate you guys. I will see you all Sunday. Thank you for listening to Bucket Hats and Toe Taps. I'll talk to you guys later.